Welcome. You've joined the Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Our show is here to help you achieve better, better love, better sex, and a better, more intimate relationship. Are you ready? Take notes and send us your questions. This is the Sexy Lifestyle. Now, here are your hosts, Carol and David. Hi, everyone. I'm Carol. And I'm David. Are you ready to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny? Well, you've come to the right place because that's what the Sexy Lifestyle is all about. And David and I are passionate about making your sex life the best it can be. We sure are. And you know we love talking about sex and sexuality, sexual pleasure, communication, consent, respect, and those amazing relationships. And we hope our discussions open up your dialogue about great sex because... Well, great sex matters, and we all deserve it. We sure do. So are you trying to figure out how to reclaim the sexual pleasure and intimacy within your couple as the world grapples with staying home and staying away from other people? Well, on today's show, we're going to discover the best tools to transform your experience of relationships to include a deeper, more expansive way to trust and show up in the name of love. We sure are. But first, let's take a moment to talk about our top waterproof blanket because everybody should continue to have great sex now more than ever. But if you're fed up with sleeping in the wet spot or having to change your sheets every time you have sex, then you need one of our top waterproof blankets. It's 100% waterproof and leak-proof, and it guarantees to keep your bed and mattress dry no matter how wet it gets. From messy massage oils to silicone lubes or any other sexy wetness, just throw it in the washer and dryer, and it comes out looking like brand new. And you don't have to leave your house to get one. Simply and safely go to Amazon and order yours today. Search Top Waterproof Blanket. That's T-O-P, Waterproof Blanket. Great sex starts now. It sure does, and so does today's show. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. You know we are Carol and David, and we're so excited to welcome today's mega special guest. Amanda Bickham is an evolutionary coach and embodiment facilitator dedicated to helping people discover deeper connections to themselves, their passion, and their pleasure. Absolutely. Amanda, all the way from Thailand, welcome to The Sexy Lifestyle. Good morning. We hope you've had your first coffee, and we're so excited to have you on our show. Mm, Thank you so much for having me here. I'm grateful to be here. Oh, that's great. So, Amanda, why don't you start by telling us about your situation during isolation all the way in Thailand and how the pandemic has affected your lifestyle? Yeah, um, it's an interesting one for me because my partner is actually in a whole different country. So uh, usually I spend most of my time in Bali and I came on a visa run. And as soon as I got here, the borders basically were closing. And I at first I thought it was just going to be, oh, yeah, OK, cool. We'll be, I'll be here a month. No big deal. But now my lover and I are separated. And although we're in an open relationship and we have the ability to explore other dynamics with other people, because I got here right when COVID happened, there wasn't a lot of connectivity or gatherings or anything. So I've been really on my own self-pleasure care mm-hmm. routine. Nice. <laughs> Worked out well. May was masturbation month, so you went all in. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Why don't you tell us a little bit about your journey into the world of Tantra and integrated intimacy? Yeah, so my background is um, as a yoga teacher and nutritionist. And as I was diving into, I've been traveling the world now for about eight years looking for different uh, truths, if you will. I was looking for truths outside the truth that I had been given. And while I was doing all this discovery around spirituality, 
um, I realized that there was a piece that was often missing no matter what kind of spiritual path I chose. Although I very much resonated with the spiritual paths, I noticed that um, the very reason why we're all here, which is because of sex, wasn't ever talked about. And oftentimes it was shamed um, or ignored or pushed down. And so it was through my awareness of, wow, there's this part of me that is being denied and, and not spoken into that is a very alive part of me. And it was through that that I discovered Osho and then Montauk Chia and then went down the whole rabbit hole of doing different trainings and courses and books and workshops and everything on sacred sexuality, Tantra, and of course, intimacy, which enwraps all of that. And when did you start doing courses and teaching others about what you've learned uh, in yourself? So I started learning probably about four and a half years ago, and I started teaching about two years ago. I remember I went to a sex party, um, and it was more like BDSM focused, and it was beautiful and amazing. And then I walked away kind of integrating and holding these spaces um, from more of like a sacred sexuality, breathing more intention into these spaces, because that was what I personally was missing in my experience. And that's what gave you the idea what that you wanted to teach what you've learned? Yeah, yeah, because I felt like I loved the act of sexuality. And yet, oftentimes, I didn't find as much like intention behind it. And so then I started going to tantric temples, which is similar to a play party, but it has more um, ritual and intention and prayer. And that helped me personally feel a lot more safe in my body and my ability to open up. And from there, I started assisting and then hosting Tantric Temples, which weaves spirit and sexuality into a big juicy container. Now, we've done some Tantra classes. Uh, we've um, go to Hedonism. They have a, actually a Kama Sutra palace there where there's educators. In the um, classes that you take and that you give, is it hands-on and do people... Um, socialize or sexualize with other people and is there fucking or is it more the um, using the senses to get people aroused and then you go back with your partner yourself to finish that journey well it all just depends you know like part of my mission is to bring conscious sexuality to a lot of people who have never even touched or experienced or felt conscious sexuality and so depending upon what event we're hosting, where we're hosting it out, what community, like if we're teaching in a Tantra festival, then there's a lot of sexual energy moving. And if we're hosting our own Tantric temple, one of my, you know, my partner likes to say anything can happen, but nothing is expected. And so it really just depends. Like if I'm teaching a basic intro level class, we're going to just be working with breath and energetic sex, which is incredible. And, and a lot of people, have never, never gotten to have that type of an experience, an expanded sexual experience. So, yeah, I mean, it just depends on who's there, but there's definitely penetration and, and sex and juiciness happening mm -hmm. in specific containers that are ready to receive that. Now, when oh, you're talking nice. about breath and um, we've gone, like I said, through the Tantra stuff and it's not about fucking and it's not about blowjobs and it's not about sucking cock. But when you're talking about breath work, it's not about someone giving someone a blowjob, right? Um, no. So like breath work oftentimes is the channel to which we can begin to expand our erotic potential and our orgasmic body. So when we do breath work, oftentimes it's, inc it's incredible because a lot of people 
don't even look their beloved or their partners or their lovers in the eyes during lovemaking. You know, it's, it's actually quite common that people don't do that. And so breath work really helps people and, and eye gazing, which are the two main breath sound and movement is really the principles of Tantra. And so when you create these deep breath work experiences with eye gazing, people begin to just open up and start to feel themselves through their partner without any physical touch. But then you add physical touch, penetration, and movement and sound into that, and a person's orgasmic body can essentially expand from there. Now, we've experienced a few times when we've been in some of these classes where we learn new techniques, and there's really that wow moment where you say, your eyes open, and you say, wow, how come I didn't know about this before? And so I'm sure that you are experiencing that with some of your students, uh, some transformation that happens, and how does that make you feel when you know you are deeply affecting somebody else's sex life? In a positive way, obviously. Mm. Mm. Yeah, wow. Like that alone just makes my heart melt because I feel like true intimacy so often the way in which we show up um, or we've been shown sex is from a very, you know, oftentimes a pornographic space and not that that's wrong or bad, but working with so many women, I get to hear how often women don't really feel seen or met or held in a sexual space they don't feel felt even um and so when i can create a very transformational experience from something that is so normal in my life so simple it's it it makes me melt because i realize that connection is what we all desire and that they can take what they learned and apply it to any connection mm-hmm. even if it's just you know a coworker at the at the their office and they're going to get a coffee and every morning they say, Hey, Bob, how you doing? But they never look at each other. And if he turns to Bob and, and actually takes a deep breath before he answers and feels himself before he answers, I know that this is making the world a more connected, more intimate place. And I feel that's what we truly all desire. Well, exactly. Especially at this time. And one of the reasons that we did invite you to talk about this is because it is a hard time for everybody to connect with other humans in their life when they're not used to being, I'm going to say, trapped in the same home, perhaps Mm -hmm. with this stay home uh, mandate that we have right now. We and connected pretty good yet yeah, last night. <laughs> I was couldn't get deeper inside you. Exactly. Your legs were behind your shoulders and my cock was inside you. We were definitely connected. Exactly. And in a very <laughs> spiritual way as well, right, babe? Yeah, you were going, oh God, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, David, you're so funny. I am. Thank you for the compliment. <laughs> so Amanda, I was going to ask you that have you spent all these years studying and teaching in the east in the eastern part of the world? Um, no, I, I mean, I've spent a little bit of time, my, my kind of base for the past eight years was California. So a lot of my work um, in spirituality, in whatever realm of spirituality began in California. And I also have taught in Europe and I do spend a lot of time in, in the East as well and teaching, but yeah, kind of all over actually Europe, California over here. Cool. So very, yeah, very cool. everywhere. And I know some of the things that you talk about are like uh, about manifesting good things and the things that we need and want in our lives. Just touch a little bit about what that means. How do we do it? And what are the results that we can expect? Yeah, it's so interesting. Yesterday, um, I made a post on my Facebook and it was just this realization that I had that the beliefs, when I started to change my beliefs, 
my reality started to change. And I wouldn't be here today, literally steps away from a white sandy beach on Thailand during the COVID-19, had I just continued to believe all the things that I had been taught. And this can really apply to sex and sexuality, because I really believe that sexuality or sex is the the shadow side of our human um, experience, because nobody talks about it. And yet it's the very, it's the most alive, most primal, most creative force that we have. And so one of the things that I have probably programs on and teach and we do in our tantric temples are around sex magic. So how can we first and foremost de-shame our sexuality so that we can become comfortable with it? But then not only that, how can we understand this life force energy, which is literally what births worlds, and how can we utilize it as an opportunity, not just to procreate, which is fine if you want to do that, but actually use this as a creative life force that can birth projects, ideas, expansions, consciousness, whatever it is that you desire into the world. So I like to say it's like sex with purpose. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. And now that we're living in a different world where people are together more often than they have probably been in the last, I didn't even know in their lifetimes, uh, and they have (laughs) to work with their partner in a different way to keep it spicy and positive and um, and, and, but first you have to manifest the things that you want by believing you deserve them and believing Mm -hmm. they can happen to you. Mm-hmm. And so how do you yeah, start making 100%. those changes in your life and what kind of advice do you have for couples who might be together and not not really believe that they can change their situation just by believing good things are happening well, to I've them? Well, I've been manifesting in my head that we meet Amanda and have a great threesome with her. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> From Thailand, but, but she won't be in Thailand forever. Is that what you're saying? Or we can go there. We've never been. I hear it's spectacular. The you guys should are come amazing. here. Yeah. Oh, we would love to. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I just love that kind yeah. of scenario we when we had um our video conference the other day and i saw where you, where you're situated and it sounds beautiful now with that nice breeze in the background i just feeling the warmth and this is what's really driving where you're at right now in your spiritual self and right? amanda isn't it true that when you put out we'll call it the positive energy and you manifest all that stuff there really doesn't have to be a time frame you're just putting it out there so one day or late somewhere else in your life it'll come back and affect you Yeah, well, the biggest piece that I teach, you know, like, regardless of what label I call it, the biggest thing that I teach is embodiment. And what does that mean? It means shifting your your state. It's using different techniques, whether it's breath work or movement or I mean, some people do meditation, some people do sex, it's a great one, right? Like, how can you shift your state? And feel better. Like, what can you do in order to increase endorphins or oxytocin, which is why sex is a great one? It's like, how can I allow myself to shift my vibrational? frequency get out of my mind because oftentimes it's the mind that limits us it's the mind that has the limiting beliefs the thoughts the patterns the habits that continue to keep us stuck so in embodiment you know as as carol asked like when we're in these crunchy spaces how do we shift out of maybe feeling sick of being stuck inside our four walls or like looking at the same person doing the same thing eating the same way or whatever it is whatever the nuance is and the biggest thing that I can say is how, what can you do as an individual first and foremost to shift your state, to shift your vibration? And then how can you create experiences where both of you having shifted your vibrations, taking self-responsibility can come together and, and, and utilize that transformation together to expand into the next potential of what it is that you desire to call in. 
And everybody can do this. We all have the ability to do this embodiment practice. Is that correct? Yeah, 100%. I mean, just for just for the audience, one of the, the tools that I give my clients often, and this is used in Taoist practices and, and Qigong practices and practices, honestly, tantric practices as well, is shaking. Shaking is something that supports the nervous system. And you actually can see animals often shake to reset their nervous system. And so if anyone is feeling crunchy, which means like anxious or depressed or irritated or frustrated, all you have to do is place your feet on the ground, stand up, put on some of your music that allows your body to shake and shake for five minutes. And you automatically shift out of your mind and into your body and actually start to move the chi energy, which is the life force energy that we all love because it helps us feel more connected to ourselves and each other. And you can do that together with your partner as well if you want to both um, make a change in your environment. 100%. Yeah, that sounds like a very... Yeah, 100%. It sounds like it's so easy to do, and yet maybe if you don't know that that would help, um, you would just never even think about it, because I don't even know if I've ever heard that before. But That's that why sound- we have Amanda on our I show. I know, exactly. tell everybody what they <laughs> yes, should be doing. exactly, but I, it sounds good. It reminds me a little bit of dancing, of course, because when you put on the music that yeah. you love and you move your body, you are everybody who dances says, well, for sure, that's what makes me feel good. So I can see how the shaking thing with the, you know, with the the idea that it is going to change your frequency and you do it with intention and think about what it is that you want to change. I can imagine that's super helpful. Yeah. And one thing too, just for the audience, um, what I would recommend specifically is to, to really focus on your pelvis and really focus on your hips. So when you're in the shaking, first of all, just notice kind of where you're holding tension. Oftentimes it's in the neck and the shoulders and also in the pelvis. And if you can really think about dropping your tailbone, getting more open, more open, more open in your pelvis and also your jaw, because oftentimes specifically for women and even men, like your anus and your, your, your pussy is, is connected to your jaw as well. So if you can relax your jaw and make sound, this would be really fun with your partner as well. It really helps if you're, especially if you're frustrated or, you know, if there's any sort of stuck energy, use this as an opportunity to use breath, sound and movement and just shake for five minutes. You'd be, you'll laugh. You'll, there'll be a lot of energy that will moving in. And ideally if you're working on your pelvis, some sexual energy will move as well. And is this something that we can do daily or a couple times a day? Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Especially if you're sitting a lot. So for anybody who spends a lot more time either on the computer or just sitting in general, you know, take this at least three to four times a day and allow yourself to shake. And and you would be amazed at at what can happen and transform in your physical, mental, emotional well-being. Wow, this is a lot of fun and exciting stuff. We're having an amazing discussion here with Integrated Intimacy Coach Amanda Bickham, all about finding that deeper connection and intimacy in our relationships. We're just going to take a quick break. We'll be right back after this. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David. All right, so we want to tell you about a new product we've discovered that helps improve your sex drive and a whole lot more. We've been using Somaderm Gel for a few months now, and wow, what a difference it's made in our daily lives. Somaderm is a transdermal gel that naturally optimizes human growth hormone, HGH, and supports our body's stress response system, which we all need right now. From improved libido to better stamina and beyond, we've also noticed less joint discomfort, better sleep, and an overall feeling of well-being. Yeah, this amazing gel has improved our life as well as our sex life. And we all want better sex, right? 
So go to thesexylifestyle.com for more information about Somaderm Gel and order yours today because... Well, great sex matters and we all deserve it. Alrighty, this is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David. We're having a great discussion with Amanda Bickham, who's with us from Thailand. She also is from the Institute of Integrated Intimacy. And we're going to continue our discussions about rediscovering pleasure and intimacy in your relationship. So Amanda, while we have so much this of this external stress that's coming into our lives, you know, whether we're in a pandemic state or not, why is it important to keep your relationship as stress-free as possible? Mm, that is a good one. Well, in my opinion, or my experience at least, um, my relationship plays a pivotal role in how I feel, right? So because I'm so deeply connected, even though my partner is you know, hundreds of miles away from me, I'm still very deeply connected. And um, when my emotional state isn't so great or when his emotional state isn't so great, I feel that as well. And so I feel that during this time, you know, sometimes one of us might be in a little bit more of a lower vibration, if you will, than the other. And this is where we really get to show up for our best friends. And, and, and not only that, like for our, our higher selves as well. So it's like, if I'm in a space where Maybe I had a really good day. I went to the beach. I connected with friends. And he's in his house all by himself having compassion and, and creating this awareness of how can I meet my partner so that I can meet myself more fully. And, and together we can move through these times with grace and ease, which is why communication um, is super important during these times and conscious communication and just awareness in general. And back in the... I mean, we're going to get through this virus one way or another. I mean, there'll be a new normal. We're going to be able to socialize with people. Hopefully, we'll have some orgies and have our foursomes and morsoms. And <laughs> how do how do couples keep the stress of their daily lives out of affecting their relationship or their sex life? What are some tricks they should do? Mm, isn't that a good question? <laughs> Um, so at least for me, it all depends on, I really follow attachment theory, um, which if anybody hasn't ever yet read that reading the book attached, now you have the time and space. It's a great way to begin to understand, um, the nervous system and how we relate in relationships. And I really feel that there's not a, a one answer for everyone because a lot of it depends on how you come back to your center. So there are some people who need their own space and, and they lean maybe more on the avoidance style of attachment theories principle, which is whenever there is maybe tension or stress, um, they need to be by themselves to come back to center. And so if you are listening to this in the audience and you're like, okay, yeah, that's me. Whenever I'm going through a challenging or triggering experience, I just need to be alone and then I can reground. So if that's you really, and you know, or you're the opposite person and you're this person's partner, give that person space because right now we are in a time and space where it is hard to maybe get our space if we're living with one or two or three or however many people. And so that would be one thing that I would in invite for the people who are maybe leaning more towards the avoidance style. And for other people, there's usually the opposite side of the spectrum, which is more attached. And so these are the people who, um, anxious attached is what they call it. And these are the people who need maybe a little bit more connection, more touch, more presence, um, more conversations. They really need to feel that they are being held through these experiences that they're experiencing maybe a lot of loneliness and disconnection and frustration and stress. And so 
if that, if it's that person, my invitation would be to be mindful of resourcing your friends, your family, your community in a way that is very balanced. Because if one person is leaning on the other person to, to become everything for them, and the other person is really needing some, some space, which oftentimes an anxious and a more avoidant person end up connecting together, it can be really challenging for the relationship. So the first thing I would say is just notice kind of maybe where you lean towards and then try to be compassionate for what the other person needs and also um, resource in the ways that you know that you need as an individual so that the coupleship doesn't become over-resourced or over-taxed when there's only so much um, that maybe each person can show up for. Yeah, exactly. And that sounds so logical when you say it like that and lay it out like that. But I was just thinking to myself while you were talking is that how critical it is to be able to communicate that with your partner, that I'm not trying to avoid you. I just need my space at this moment and say it in obviously in a calm and and nice way and not make it a big deal. Mm -hmm. But also saying what you need and want Uh, to your partner is okay you're allowed to ask for things and discuss them which a lot of times that doesn't happen when there's a conflict and you're that kind of person who wants to just run away and your partner doesn't understand why you're running away and thinking that you're just Mm. you know avoiding for and just to make more conflict so yeah I like the idea that you're going to look at it with compassion but also it's okay to say it out loud I need my space right now Mm -hmm. please leave me Mm -hmm. alone and I will be back with you And I think that's okay to say those things. 100%. And I think, you know, this is in general with the topic of sex and relationships and sexuality and needs and desires. I hope that by having this conversation and all the conversations that you do and everyone else around, you know, the sex positive community is that stating our needs and desires, it can become normal. It can become, it's not something that we have to take personally, like, oh, this person you know, wants this thing. So therefore I must give it to them or, oh, this person feels this way. So therefore it must be about me. I really hope that by having these dialogues, we can begin to take things not as personally and really shift the way that we show up for ourselves and each other. Oh yeah, obviously that really sounds like great advice. And, uh, you know, we, we're bringing up these topics about couples being at home during this pandemic quite often on our show lately, because you can't get enough information, especially at these times when there's so much stress and you're getting bits and pieces Mm -hmm. here and there. So we're constantly asking different experts their take on it, which very often gives you a good broad view. And I'm hoping we're going to connect with a, a big broad range of people who need different things during this time. And I'm really liking the way that you approach this. Mm, thank you. And one of the things that I know we talked about in our um, our discussions last week was about trauma and body pain and what that means and how maybe we can get over or deal with some of these issues During while we're stuck home. Time, yes. Yeah. yeah. So I have been, you know, my background, as I mentioned earlier, is as a nutritionist, and I used to work with a lot of people who were suffering with autoimmune and different types of health issues. And the deeper and deeper I've gotten into my own healing journey and learning about all different types of medicines and philosophies and practices, most of the time, the trauma, whether it's cancer or whether it's any other type of disease or even physical pain in the body, is often emotionally and energetically connected. And so in Western medicine, when people are dealing with pain, or dis-ease, they're just trying to fix the symptom. They're just trying to fix the pain and make it go away or the cancer 
from, you know, a radiation based standpoint or whatever it is. And this absolutely dismisses the individual's journey. This absolutely dismisses the experience that have been traumatic, which is different for every single person that then get held in the nervous system and held energetically in the body if we don't have tools to release them. And there are many tools to release them. One of them, of course, is therapy. This is why we have therapy or counseling. But a lot of the work I also believe has to go with instead of avoiding it, like we have a pain, we take a painkiller, going into it and really starting to get connected to my body, realizing that our bodies are beyond intelligent, way more so I believe than our own human minds would like to believe that they are. And when we allow ourselves to go deeper into these these pains or these diseases in our bodies and just begin to ask what's happening and what our body needs. This is where I feel so much healing has happened in my sessions with my clients, whether it's you're talking about sexual trauma or, you know, disease or whatever it is. And so I think that in this time where we've all been asked to slow down and to go inwards, literally, we have the opportunity for us to develop a deeper relationship with our bodies. And there's a lot of healing that can happen if we allow ourselves the space to go there. Now, do we need to consult with a specialist, embodiment specialist like yourself, in order to look at our bodies and start thinking and listening to them? Mm, you know, that can help, but I, everybody can start listening a little bit deeper. You know, I used to work with a lot of people also who were dealing with burnout. And we all have messages that are being sent to us. And oftentimes we are just in this hamster wheel, go, 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 not enough time. I got to do this. I got to get the kids here. I got to go. And we don't actually give ourselves the space or permission. So anybody who is, you know, listening to this and feels, ah, yeah, I keep having this pain in my right hip or I keep feeling really tired. What's that all about? My invitation is just to take 20 minutes, set a timer. And instead of just meditating, focusing on your breath, try to go into the spot or the location or the disease and just begin to create a dialogue. Now, of course, if you know that you have dealt with, um, whether it's abuse in any shape or form from, you know, physical to mental, emotional, childhood, relationship, whatever it is, or sexual. And you know that there is a lot that never was given this space to be held. Definitely allow yourself the permission to hire someone to hold you so that you don't feel that you have to do it alone. Um, and that's kind of, but everybody can start. No matter where you are, you can start. But if you know you have a lot of trauma or challenges, then yeah, definitely ask and believe that you are worthy of getting support. Wow, that sounds so nice. Thank you for sharing all that information. One of, the, one of the things that we do understand and, well, we don't really understand, but we know it's important, is about our energy and how we actually can redirect energy from a negative space to a positive space that could really help us with our sex life, with our relationship, with our life in general. So can you touch a little bit about how we feel or see or redirect energy in our bodies? How energy plays a role yeah. in, in our sex lives also. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So energy is like the polarity which keeps the spark and the passion alive. And what I feel the old paradigm of relating is really where we have these roles. You have this role, Carol. David has this role and we stay in these roles. And that can oftentimes create a lot of um, maybe security or safety because you guys just show up in your perspective roles and you know that as long as you both keep doing that, you are safe. But it also, in my experience and just awareness of, of talking a lot about relationships, 
it can kill polarity. And so the, when, when I speak about polarity, it's like the polar opposites. There's this masculine energy, energy, which is the penetrative, focused, direct, dominant, if you will. And then the feminine energy, which is more expansive and fluid and creative and more submissive, if you will. And this is why BDSM can, as I'm sure you both know, be such a great opportunity for people to learn about energy and to learn about these different characteristics and um, energies inside themselves. It has really little to do with our gender, although typically if you are embodied in a female or a male body, you might lean more towards that perspective energy. However, we have all of these energies inside of ourselves. And so this is just one way to begin to work with polarity. And it can be a great way to um, invite these different archetypes that we all have that when we get stuck in our role, maybe I'm the good girl, and I've been the good girl my whole life. But there's this entire other part of me like the slut that just wants to be like ravaged. If I don't allow myself to feel safe and accept these parts of myself, then I'm denying this aliveness or this energetic force that can actually be very healing for a lot of us. And there's many different archetypes and energies that we can play with. And so when we work, this is just one example of energy. I mean, breath work is another energy, right? Sexual energy, you can feel it when the blood moves to your genitals. That is another way that energy is moving. And then, of course, there's the energy that moves along the spine. And when you can begin to work in tantric practices with understanding breath work and energy, it starts at the perineum or what people call the kundalini. And you can channel this energy from your groins, from your sex up to the crown of your head. You can become full body orgasmic. You know, there's so many different energies, everything. So it's like a huge topic. Um, but definitely relates to, to all parts of our sexual experiences. So some people are actually um, working or managing or changing their energy without probably without realizing that that's exactly what they're doing. 100%. 100%. And what you can do is just follow the aliveness. Like where is the, where is the energy pulling me? Can I be aware of the energy? And maybe it's in your genitals. <laughs> that's a good way to, to, right, to notice. Right. And so when you become aware or... Um, present with you know with the intention of focusing on where the energy is moving then you can start manipulating it and being aware of it and using it to a positive in a positive way to really help change things in your life 100% and i love sexual energy talking about this in regards to sexual energy because this is what is it's really the animal body awakens and activates and we all know when the animal body is like, Poof, what's that? You know, I feel that I feel that energy, I feel that connection. And so um, this is one way when you're talking about sexuality, to get people to become aware of like, Oh, I feel my life force running this, my, my attraction is there. That's just energy. And when you start to learn about it through what I feel is one of the most powerful ways, which is through sexuality, then you can begin to see how it can move you in all other directions of your life as well, whether it's your relationship to where you live or to what you do in the world, your purpose, whatever. So I'm glad you brought up this point about sexuality and connection, because now that you know, we're in this self-isolation and we're quarantined. I mean, some people, some people are absolutely loving it, like Carol and I. But I mean, we spend 90% of our living hours together, regardless of whether we're in a pandemic or not. 
And now because, you know, we're swingers and we haven't been able to go out and socialize with our swinger friends, we've been doing a lot of cool things in the house here, exploring some fantasies, pushing some boundaries. But you get to that mm. point, you get to that point where I'm a hell yes and Carol's a hell no. How, how or, do, or vice versa, please. Yes. <laughs> it's okay. I don't say no very often, but there's a couple. <laughs> that big thing you wanted to put in my ass the other day, yeah. that was a hell no. Start okay. with your pinky, will you? <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Um, but, you know, the times are challenging, and couples are doing a lot more reading. The listenership on our show has skyrocketed because people want to learn more. But, you know, they have that discussion. And when you have this hell yes, hell no, how do couples who are stuck in this this one room, one house um, living arrangement deal with finding a happy medium so they don't kill themselves when, when they, they have these thoughts and fantasies that they want to play out? Mm, that is a excellent question. And I wish I had the, the rock star answer to that. Um you know, for me, I, I really feel the question that I would ask myself is like, okay, well, first of all, how can I, if, if you can't meet me here, if I'm talking to my, well, first of all, I'm talking to my partner, if you aren't willing to meet me here, and this is what I desire, and I totally respect that that's not what you desire and what you're just wanting or capable to give, how can you meet me? Like, is there, is there something that about this dynamic that you would be willing to try? Is this, it, it, would there be an edge that you're willing to lean into? And, and what is your boundary? Like, can, can, how can we create an experience where you can maybe lean in to meet me as much as you're comfortable with? And I can also still be grateful to receive how much you're able to lean into your edge. And then of course, you know, if your partner is just like, yeah, no, absolutely. That is just not my thing. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not, I cannot meet you there. I feel that part of that is a surrender and, and it's about, okay, cool. Well, this is something, this is a part of me that I really want to explore. And I hear, this is an important part. I hear that you do not feel aligned or you cannot meet me there. So, um, you know, I will, I, I would love to open up a conversation around how I can create a situation where we both feel safe and where I can get this part of my experience met. That's, that's, and then that just becomes a conscious dialogue. That's so well said because that word no puts up these huge barriers and, and they always end up in a, the person's not listening to me, they're not getting me, we're not connected. Whereas if the person said, you know, that's not really where I want to go right now, but how about if we try this and then everything softens up and things happen. And the, and the conversation can continue basically in a productive way. Yeah. And oftentimes, I mean, I love, I, I do a lot of boundary work um, with people and, and, and the clients that I work with and the containers that I hold. And oftentimes we have this boundary or this no because of some story in our mind um, based upon either, you know, projections or past or ideas or whatever it is. And it, it's sometimes really, oftentimes actually, not even sometimes, really powerful when you begin to just get curious and and find a space that the mind oftentimes can surrender to. And if you can find that space where the mind can surrender, oftentimes you allow yourself to go into an experience. There's a lot more space and excitement and opportunity to expand than your mind would initially think. So I always think that that's really important so when keeping when that open mind, it. basically keeping that open mind to look into opportunities, even if it's uh, you could say, well, it's not a yes just yet, but let me 
sit on it. Let me think about it. Let me investigate it. Uh, Let's talk about it more. Um, At the moment, I'm not there, but I still have the opportunity to learn more and dig a little bit deeper about it instead of that big no. Learn about it. Educate yourself. Talk about it a little bit more. It doesn't have to happen on the spot, but don't put up that wall with that no. Yeah. And and when we get into the feeling body, so much is possible. I mean, I have had experiences where I'm like, uh, yeah, I don't think that, that that I'm open to that. And then all of a sudden we're touching, we're feeling, and then I'm in a situation that I never even thought that I would have been in had I stayed stuck in my mind story, you know? And mm-hmm. so I think this is a beautiful way mm-hmm. to help people kind of expand their ideas or thoughts around what they are okay with and not. And we- I guess that's the main definition of what it means to be open-minded. Yeah, exactly. We never say never, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, this is all amazing, great stuff. We just want to take a second to remind everybody that we are Carol and David, and we are having an amazing discussion with sexuality educator Amanda Bickham. Uh, Coming up next is our favorite segment, Great Sex Matters. But before we get into Great Sex Matters and get to talk to Amanda all about her sex life and all the cool things she's been doing and wants to do, we want to invite you and your friends to join us at Hito 2 in Jamaica in December 2020. Now, I know right now nobody's thinking about traveling. Their borders are closed. There's no airplanes flying. But things are going to start getting back to normal. And yes, it'll be a new normal out there, but they will get back to normal and the world will start doing fun, sexy things again, and Hito's going to be celebrating all with all their loyal guests some, with some amazing race, some great food. The Jamaican food is unbelievable down there. Their sexy entertainment, the staff, and of course, some sexy friends and us who are hopefully going to be there as well. It's going to be such a feel-good time to really get back home once again. Yeah, just visit our website, thesexylifestyle.com, to stay informed about all the sexy, open-minded events that are happening in your area and around the world. Absolutely. All right. You know we're <laughs> Carol and David. You know this is the sexy lifestyle. And now it's time for what you know is our favorite part of the show where we get to talk about great sex because... Well, great sex matters and we all deserve it. And we love getting down and dirty with our guests and find out all about their personal experiences relating to sex, sexuality, and their relationships. And we're just going to start with Amanda by saying, just tell, we know your partner's not with us, with you at the moment. Should, should we shout out to him? Because he's yeah, going to listen to the show. Sure. His name's Sprout. Isn't it? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. 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 And and he's a really cool guy. I saw him on your website. I listened to a couple of your podcasts you do together. And he's a really cool guy. You know, tell us a little bit about your relationship with him, the great sex you have together, and what keeps you together. Yeah, well, we actually met in a tantric temple, um, and <laughs> he was hosting it, and I was assisting it. And, um, you know, there's so many different ways in which we meet each other. First of all, with just our idea or philosophy around relating and relationships, um, being outside of all the boxes. We don't call ourselves poly. We don't call ourselves monogamous, monog- like all of these boxes that um, we oftentimes like to put ourselves in. We just realize that we're, we're energy and we move and we flow and we have this beautiful awareness that there's this partnership. There's so much birthing through us. And we have a passion for, for utilizing sexual energy as an opportunity to heal and transform the planet. And so these are some of the ways in which we, we really relate. And this is why we have the Institute of Integrated Intimacy to help people understand that sexuality is an incredible healing space. 
um, and sexy and juicy and fun and playful space, you know, so often people want to meditate and sit on a cushion. And I've didn't, I did that for years, but then I'm like, wait a second, I can connect to God in ways that are way more fun and way more juicy and having someone who can meet me in those levels and also has a high sex drive and a desire for exploration and newness. Um, yet also I can feel safe with is really, really important for me to feel like I can continue to lean in to all of the amazing, um, you know, expansions and projects that we're creating in the world. For sure. And you use such a powerful world word there, which is a safe space and us being swingers, we're always making sure we're in a safe space. And I wanted to just get into our sex life a little bit. So as swingers, Carol and I are exhibitionists. We love foursomes and morsoms. We love being out there and playing. But a big turn on for me is watching Carol getting fucked by another guy or playing with another woman. So are you someone who likes other women, other men, both? What, what, are, what are your sexual preferences? And does Sprout enjoy watching you get pleasured by other people? You know, it's so funny. If he was on the show, he would be like, it's different every time. You know, sometimes there can be a huge expansion and like, oh, my God, that was so amazing. And other times, even with the same people, it can be a contraction. And and the truth is, is that it's all just depend. There's so many variables that can be playing out, you know, and I know for me personally, I I don't identify with with one or the other. Like if I can see you and I can feel you and you're in a woman's body, beautiful. I can worship you. If I can meet you, if I can meet your soul, if we can really drop into presence and I can feel you, I can worship you whether you're a man or a woman. And um, Sprout is similar. He definitely had more experiences with, we have more experiences in general with me and him and um, other women. However, there are also opportunities he's not closed in any way to connecting or if I want an experience and he knows that I desire to have an experience he's open to creating spaces whether it's with a man or with a woman or with multiple people um and that's what's really beautiful is that both of us kind of can drop out of our mind stories of you know all the stories that we have that condition us around having beautiful juicy experiences based upon our conditioning and how did he learn to keep his mind open the way you explained that you went through your journey is his journey similar you know, he was, he really struggled in relationships and he has a, a good story. Um, you know, he found his first girlfriend on Craigslist when, mm-hmm. when he was, I don't know, like 20 years old or something. He had never had a girlfriend before and they were actually in a, in a relationship for eight years. And it was interesting because he realized, you know, at about, you know, five years into the relationship that the sex life was dying and that things weren't really working, working and he couldn't figure out why. And little did he know, he didn't know how to be vulnerable. He didn't know how to communicate. He didn't know how to access or talk about his feelings, his needs and his desires. And they got stuck in these roles. And so since then, you know, he then took 10 years just to explore relationships and to explore sexuality and really kind of question all of the beliefs around what we have around what relationships should be and how they should look like and how people should show up for each other. So that's kind of been his journey. And he, you know, he studied relationship anarchy, he studied polyamory, he studied, you know, all the different boxes, he did all the reading on it to realize that he doesn't want to be in any of the boxes. (laughs) Um, And this is what's really beautiful, because we get to have these conscious conversations around where we're at. And this is one of the things that I love about our relationship is we can have these conscious conversations around what is like, where are we going? We're right here in our human evolution. But where are we going and what is necessary to decondition in order to get us there? 
And this is, I think, one of the reasons why we love working with sex, because this is like probably the deepest conditioned and the deepest shadow layer of our human experience. Um, and also, I mean, I can at least speak for myself. I feel like the most transformational. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And is this what you refer to as sexual spirituality? Yeah, yeah, I could say that. Definitely. And how does this sexual spirituality play a role in your daily life? Is it only when you're with your partner? Is it when you're with your community? How does it, um, you know, uh, guide you? Well, I live in a very, for the most part, I mean, I travel around the world and it ebbs and flows, but I live in a very sex positive community. And there's a lot of opportunity for us just to have healing. I mean, I had a sister come over yesterday and I'm, it's funny cause I'm doing business coaching with her. She works in the, um, healing field for sexuality as well. And she just asked me, she's like, can I give you a massage? And then, you know, at the end of the she's like, can I, can I give you, would you like a yoni massage? I can feel that you really want pleasure right now. Like, are you open to receiving that? And it's so powerful when, you know, touch is healing. Touch is so incredibly healing and it breaks my heart, especially now thinking in COVID. First of all, how many people don't have touch and not even just touch, but conscious touch. Like I am feeling you. I am present with you. I am here with you. I am touching you with loving intention. Like so many people in the world don't experience that, especially with COVID. I'm even feeling that. And um, yeah, I live in, in communities where people are open to touch and sexuality and we can have a cuddle night and it could turn into a juicy night, you know, or we can go on a, you know, acid journey that turns into a foursome or something like there's, there's so many different ways to utilize the, the power of touch, healing, sexuality in a way that is, that is for healing and transformation. So I'm, I'm around a lot of these communities, which I'm so grateful for. And also once you know what's possible in human connection, going back to any other way is almost like painful to think about, to be honest. <laughs> I'm sure you guys maybe think about that as well. With, yeah, with being swingers. We, we absolutely do. And it, it's so amazing to, to talk to someone who, you know, gets this open minded sexuality where people are people and bodies are bodies and it's about the touch and the feel. I just want you to yeah. touch because May um, is Masturbation Month. I want you to talk about the absolute need for everybody to ensure they know how important self-pleasuring is in their in their life and in their sexuality. Oh, my God. Self-pleasure changed my life. <laughs> like, wow. You know, we create, again, this story that it is up to someone else to fulfill us, someone else to pleasure us, someone else to give us what we need, whether it's the attention or the affection or the love or the orgasms. And not only is that a lot of fucking pressure on the person that mm-hmm. we're projecting our needs and desires on, but it robs us from our own ability to fulfill ourselves. And if you don't have a self-pleasure practice, and I work with a lot of women, so a lot of women have shame around the way their pussies look or um, the fact that they don't feel or the fact that they've never had an orgasm or all of these things. It's like if you don't know your own body, you are limiting your ability to have the most expanded sense of self and orgasmic pleasure in your life in general, not just along with sex, just with everything. I mean, pleasure and abundance, they're a very similar vibrational frequency. And so if you're working with the story of being worthy, are you giving yourself 
the pleasure, the touch, the desire, the presence that you, that you want and that you, that you crave. And when you can start, I mean, I did this the other day speaking on like Corona. It's so funny. Sprout and I, I, we started a self-pleasure. We're doing lots of, you know, uh, phone video, Skype sexing. We were laughing about, I wonder how many people are doing like video sexing, like who are separated (laughs) from their, and, and so we were having this, you know, experience in this session. And, um, then I said, I, I really want to be loved and I want this to continue. I want to pleasure myself all the way through dinner and I want to get some wine and I want to romance myself and I want to take myself like I would if I was with somebody else. If I if I met someone right now and I was like, okay, what could we do? I would cook a romantic dinner. I would get super juicy. I would put on my, you know, play suits and my whatever it is and be juicy together with someone else. But I didn't have that available to me. So what did I do? I started off with my self-pleasure session, you know, my video session. And then I got on and I put my makeup on and I put my sexy lingerie on and I went to the store and I got myself wine. And it was it's necessary. It's necessary for us to find ourselves in a space where we can fill ourselves with pleasure, knowing that we are worthy. And when we embody that frequency, again, going back to embodiment, we will attract other people who are in a similar vibrational resonancy, which will then reflect in our relationships and how we show up for ourselves and each other. So well said. And don't you find that the better you get at masturbating, at self-pleasuring, the better you get, and you mentioned how important communication is, the better you get at telling your partner, your lover, whoever you're having sex with on what they need to do to make sure that sexual scene or sexual event is good for you as well as for them. This is huge. I love that you brought this up, David, because um, I've noticed in my own experience with other situations and lovers and scenes and also through working with a lot of clients that there is a big block oftentimes for a lot of people around expressing and communicating their needs and what they want and receiving and and this is i think a huge i mean we could do a whole educational topic on this alone of just when somebody is asking you to slow down or to do something differently or to touch here or to take a deep breath or to look you in the eyes or whatever it is, you're not doing anything wrong. It's not something that is, you know, is again, a personal attack. It's just somebody getting to communicate how you two can meet even better. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of women who have a hard time even feeling like it's okay to voice some of it is because they don't know. They just simply don't know. A lot of it is because of that. And some of it is maybe because of the fear of one time when they did speak out and their partner froze or one time when they did speak out and their partner got upset at them because of their own trauma and triggers and wounds of not enough. And so I think that, yeah, 100%. Masturbation helps us understand our bodies. And also there's a lot of work that can be done around learning how to communicate and receive the communication from your partners as a loving opportunity for you guys to become more in sync and more orgasmic together. Wow, that sounds great. And I know that one of the things that everybody wants to have is that orgasm during the sexual pleasure. But how does that manifest manifest the the sexual energy? How, How are they related, the orgasm and sexual energy? 
Mm, so in Tantra, this is one of the things that I love about the, the Tantric practices is because it's a lot more about energetic than it is about the goal. So in our traditional sex story that we have, it's all about ejaculation. It's all about orgasm. You know, she squeals, you come everywhere. Yes, victory. You know, like that's kind of like the model that we have, unfortunately. Uh-huh. Yeah. And and really, in, in, in my experience and what I love, like, touch can be orgasmic. If you are open and fully present and fully in your sensual body, literally you can have ear orgasms. You can have knee orgasms. What What is an orgasm? It's no longer localized in the genitals as a very you know, um, centered force, a bolt of energy that just stays in one place. When you begin to learn your sexual energy and to open up your body in all aspects of your body, Every part of you can become orgasmic. That means you can have pleasurable ripples that get sent throughout your entire body, like waves of ripples. And and that is no longer dependent upon an outcome or a goal being what considers it to be successful because the entire experience is orgasmic. And um, it's just wave after wave after wave. And we just did an irresistible warrior, how to be the, um, the, the warrior in the bedroom, a girlfriend of mine, another tantric teacher for men. And we were talking about full body orgasm. And so many men think that, you know, women are so lucky, they just get to have all these orgasms. Well, men actually get to too, when you learn to understand how sexual energy moves. And so this is, yeah, this is a big one that I love the topic of. Fascinating, fascinating, all this stuff. And then we could talk for hours here, but we are coming to the end of the show. And I would like to wrap it up with some final advice that, you know, you could leave with our audience that of all these fun things that you've just discussed that seems so logical now that we've heard them from you. So what would you say that a couple could do basically to reclaim their sexual pleasure and enhance their relationship while they're stuck home with their partner in the same place? over and over, day in, day out. So they can have the best sex life ever. Oh, yeah, that too, for sure. (laughs) So one of my favorite teachers is Esther Perel. And um, that's the first thing y'all should do. (laughs) If you don't know who Esther Perel is, go on YouTube. You've got a lot of time. Start listening to her talks because she will blow your minds. And one of the things that I love about what she speaks into is the erotic fantasy. And we all have fantasies. I don't care who you are. We all have fantasies. And one of the things that I think can be maybe triggering in the beginning, um, but when you learn to move through and to hold um, your partner with love and compassion and appreciation that they feel comfortable enough to open up to you and share deep parts of themselves that maybe they have shamed or society has shamed or their culture has shamed. If you can have a beautiful conversation about some of your erotic fantasies and create a container where you can be seen and witnessed and held, this can create a lot of excitement. I mean, we are dreamers by nature. The only reason why we have planes that can travel around the world is because someone decided that that was their dream was to create that into a reality. And so I think one of the first things that can be very, very powerful for people is just to begin to open up these conversations. And that alone can really shift things. I mean, I've worked with a lot of couples who have talked about their fear around expressing these things. And then when they did and they had, you know, some they were feeling safe, so much shifted and so much more pleasure was brought into their lives. So that's definitely one. And then as far as like a, a practical tool, romance yourself, romance each other, act like, create, be, again, be in fantasy. Like, how can I, okay, I'm going to go to the store and I'm going to 
go buy some flowers. And I'm, I know that, you know, the, the, the I want to make something new tonight or do something new. And I'm going to put rose petals all over the, the bed and I'm going to maybe role play. I love role play, like play a different role. Use your fantasy. Act like you're a kid again, especially if you don't have to go to work and you don't have to do the same damn thing you've been doing for however long. Like, use this as an opportunity to get creative and get excited and use your imagination like you were playing as you were a kid and then involve the opportunity to have mind-blowing orgasms while you're in the midst of it. And maybe if you play a different role, you can even, again, going back to dominance and submission, you can even be like the bad cop if you have like anger or frustration or something, you know, and, and utilizing it in a powerful way that can transform, again, stuck energy. So those would be some of my tips. Amanda, that was absolutely amazing. A great way to end a fantastic show. We're going to definitely have you back later on to talk about some of the more cool courses that you teach, a little bit more in depth, more hands-on. Um, thank you so much for sharing all this great information. Take a second now to tell everyone how they can find you online, social media, your website. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you both. I just want to say for, for having me and for holding such a powerful container, you know, like, I hope that everybody gets to live a more pleasurable and juicy life. And I hope that this Corona shifts this vibration. So we all believe that we are worthy of it. And that's really what all of my content about is online. So people can go to Institute of integrated intimacy.com. And that's where all the courses and workshops and events primarily are held. People can also find me. I have lots of personal shares and juicy pictures on my Instagram handle, which is Madame Bickham. And yeah, Facebook people can, I just got my Facebook back. I had Facebook shut me down like, Aww. you know, three months ago. And then I think it was maybe sexual content. Who knows? But yeah. I just got that back as well. So people can follow me there too. Oh, that's great. And Amanda's going to have a guest page on our website as well. So you can find all that there too. Yeah. And we're learning more and more every week with all our fantastic guests. And we hope you do too. You just have to visit our website, like David said, thesexylifestyle.com to find out more about all our expert guests. And you can even contact them if you have a question about sex, sexuality, and relationships. And remember everybody to stay sexy, stay healthy, follow all the suggested protocols issued by your local health authorities, like wash your hands, don't touch your face, practice social distancing, but please just stay home if you can. And of course, continue to listen to our show and visit our website, thesexylifestyle.com. And if you have any questions at all, you can always send us an email at ask at carolandavid.com. Well, that's it for our show today. Amanda Bickham, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Both are amazing, super inspirational. Thank you so much. And we always want to thank all our listeners for being there week in and week out. And join us again next time for another hour of The Sexy Lifestyle, talking about sex, sexuality, and all the fun ways to spice up your sex life. And remember, everyone, stay sexy, stay happy, healthy, and horny. And of course, stay safe and stay home, everyone. Until next time. Thank you for joining Carol and David for this week's edition of The Sexy Lifestyle. We've got another one lined up next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The weekend is just around the corner, so try something new, spice it up, and you just might have the best sex ever. Oh.